Welcome to the Waypoint Podcast. I'm Dyke McCord. Hello, friends. I'm Rebecca Hot, and we are so glad that you joined us. Here at the Waypoint Podcast, we're just coming alongside ministry workers who are on the front lines, just meeting you where you are, bringing some interesting conversations and encouragement. Yes. You know what word comes to mind when I think about our podcast or like our mission, besides just encouragement? Because obviously our goal, Mm -hmm. that's the goal, right? Like kingdom work is tough, also beautiful, but encouragement is the end game. But I just really think that I think of the word camaraderie when I think of our podcast. Yes. And, and we know while ministry workers tend to feel isolated at times, when you have a conversation with another ministry worker, you just have so much in common so quickly. Yes, this is what I'm saying. I just think like our webinars, the Waypoint 55, very practical. Here's a specific mm-hmm. topic. We found another ministry leader doing it well. Watch this tight 55 minutes, learn about it. But then here at the podcast, we're just introducing another ministry leader, usually from our region, meeting them, hearing them what they're doing and what is going well there or not well. We talked about that too. Right, right. Uh, and it would probably be impossible to listen to these conversations and not find one area where you intersect or relate. But in the same way, I think it's almost always true, hopefully, yes. that you learn something new or hear a perspective on something that just makes you think. Right. This is just so fun. I love doing this. Mm-hmm. It's just a privilege to bring these conversations and just makes you see how there's this big how big the kingdom is, even in our mid-Atlantic region. Mm -hmm. God just has so much that he's doing just right here. But gosh, he's also just hearing it and knowing just also makes you feel more a part of it, part of all of it. Yes. And today's conversation is a perfect example of that. As we introduce you to Tim Brown, who is a lead pastor in South Carolina. He's got a great story and great things are happening in his corner of the kingdom. This is going to be a great conversation. So just grab your coffee or water, tea. Dyke, what do you think people are drinking? I hope they're getting enough water, but this is like a coffee conversation for me. I, I agree. I'm, I'm typically listening to these on the road with a cup of joe. Here we go. So wherever you are, or however you're listening, we hope you enjoy. Tim Brown and his wife, Maria, have three adult children, all serving in the military. So Tim grew up in Ohio and is retired U.S. Air Force. He served in law enforcement in South Carolina for 10 years and then entered full-time ministry 14 years ago at Crossbridge Christian Church in Dalzell, South Carolina, which is just outside Sumner. It's also near Shaw Air Force Base. Then he graduated from the LAMP program at Johnson University and has a background as a training and development instructor. Whew. Tim, welcome to the Waypoint Podcast. Great to be here, Rebecca. Thanks for joining us today. You're our very first South Carolina-focused podcast. I mean, you Woo-hoo. are practically Carolina celebrity here, man. We, <laughs> uh, we didn't talk too much in your bio, though, about Maria. Uh, so tell us a little bit about the two of you, her background, and, and how that plays into some of the missions opportunities that are coming up for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, Maria's just been uh, uh, instrumental to everything I've done in, in the ministry so far and the work that yeah. God has called us to. Uh, Maria's originally from Costa Rica. And this past January, we took a trip to Costa Rica, starting a, a mission team down there. Uh, Juan De Leon from Dominican 
Republic's going to be going over there with his wife, Carol, who's from Honduras. Ooh. And uh, Maria was the translator down there. But, you know, more than that, Maria's just, she loves children. She runs eight, nine-year-old camp at Camp Edisto here in South Carolina. She's the dean for that. Uh, wow. Sets up the meals every Wednesday night for our youth gathering where we got 50, 60 young kids that come in. And oh, wow. We feed them and eat them and just, uh, well, she says we... We dis- we feed them, discipline them, and uh, love them up. <laughs> been been amazing by my side in in working in the ministry. That's awesome. When are you guys? When's the the big mission trip coming? We're returning back this January, mm. late January, early February. Haven't settled the dates yet, and hopefully, we'll next year we'll get uh, Juan and Carol in place. Uh, they're still picking a spot to mm-hmm. land in Costa Rica. However, we did join with uh, Sansu uh, Christian Church, which is up in the mountains, about 45 minutes out of Costa Rica. They're a group of people, about 80, 90 members of the church. Hmm. Uh, so that's who we visited when we went down in January and then kind of did our reconnaissance of where would be a good place to land this mission team. And what we discovered, because, you know, I'd asked you back a while ago and uh, discussed with uh, uh, looking through team expansion and different, we couldn't find any missionaries in place in all of Costa Rica. And what we're discovering, there are some small pocket people groups uh, throughout there that we're trying to get in touch with, but there just really wasn't no uh, uh, solid missionary team uh, in Costa Rica. And, you know, Costa Rica is one of the wealthier, uh, better educated Central American countries. And Mm -hmm. for some reason, we just discovered it had been ignored uh, compared to a lot of the other Central. So we're really excited about the opportunities in in Costa Rica. When you first introduced that, I was like, who who are you guys sending? Who's going? And again, this is just one of those small world, uh, wonderful God incidences where uh, in a past mission trip to Honduras, I met the De Leones and know them and Gosh. and saw them on the mission field and think they're awesome. So uh, I just think this is uh, an incredible opportunity. And and you guys need a, a representative from Waypoint to go on one of these trips to Costa Rica. Didn't I understand that correctly? Hey, Rebecca was hitting me up earlier. <laughs> Chooses me. Oh, man. Okay. All Rebecca right. and Sarah back. Yeah. All right. I see how this works. All right. Uh, that's, that is awesome. And I'm so glad you guys are uh, reaching out to Costa Rica. I'm excited. We'll, we'll look forward to hearing how that goes. Just quickly, let me give a shout out to uh, Jay Warrington, Frank Geringer up in Delaware, because South Carolina has partnered with some of the churches in Delaware uh, that's helping us put all this together to make this possible. And then Eliezer De Leon, who's up in Chicago, wow. uh, the brother of Juan uh, is coordinating with us. And really he's uh, through RIM. Uh, relevant international missions is is putting this you know they're the backbone behind all this that's awesome i'm gonna take a second and catch our audience up so everyone's on the same page because if you hadn't already heard the news so earlier this year waypoint officially merged with the south carolina evangelizing association and we're just so excited to see what god's going to do and it's going to be up to while we're serving the church there and building partnership to plant new churches in south carolina 
So Tim, Dyke told us that you were just really instrumental in forming this strong relationship with Waypoint and kind of leading the way towards such a strong and healthy merger. And then we honored the 50-year anniversary of the SCEA at the South Carolina Art of the Sermon that was in March. And so everything with the merger seemed to just go so smoothly. So why do you think the merger came together just so well? I think it's just the passion uh, uh, with a lot of the ministers here on the ground, of course, uh, the Waypoint team uh, themselves, just the uh, unity in Christ. Yeah. And uh, identifying that, yeah, there's people here with a passion. There's people here that really want to see great things uh, happen in the state. Right. Um, but I think it just came down to saying, listen, we need to work in unity. We need someone that can come in. And I mean, they really have waypoints kind of been like, I, I describe it as supercharged on steroids compared <laughs> to what we had before. Uh, you guys have just been amazing. But uh, uh, yeah, it's it's just unity because we identified we had preachers running the evangelizing association and trying to preach at their local churches sure. and run camps and do ministry. And it's just uh, time consuming, lack of time and skill sets, sure. you know, uh, bringing in people that are subject matter experts in what they're doing, I think is just essential to what can happen here in South Carolina. Absolutely. Well, we, we've just really appreciated getting to know the church leaders there, getting to know you, serving alongside you. Um, so you you have served the church and South Carolina so well, and, and you've got a pretty good vantage point to, to kind of see how things look for the state of the church in the state of South Carolina. So what what's that landscape look like to you, kind of the the church landscape, the spiritual landscape there, and and what do the opportunities look like? The landscape and things that you see, and it's kind of been just mind-boggling to me because, like I said, I grew up in Ohio, and the Christian church is very strong in Ohio, yeah, and, sure. and to come into South Carolina and see uh, the desire, but just uh, lack of resources and opportunity and training and equipping. But it appears the landscape to me, a lot of rural churches in South Carolina have done relatively well hmm. in smaller communities. And I think it's identifying with, you know, preacher leadership styles and things like that. Sure. Uh, however, in our bigger cities, like in Greenville and Charleston and Columbia, it's just the opportunities. It's really been tough. It's been hmm. challenging. And uh, I think with that comes, it's just a little bit different if you're planting a church in Charleston or Greenville than if you're in Dazzle, South Carolina. Sure. And the ministers that are here are doing great in the rural areas, in the smaller communities, able to grow and do God's work. But in the larger cities, we've been lacking there. And the opportunities, South Carolina, I, I believe, was either the fifth or six fastest growing state in the nation demographics. We're hmm. right up there with Nevada and uh, Idaho, and people are just flocking to the South uh, yep. for various reasons. You know, I just, <laughs> you know, liberalism plus baby boomers coming South. So sure. the opportunity is now, and we need to jump all over this. That's interesting. So is the lack of churches in the cities because lack of resources to get them there or they just they try and they don't succeed well i think you know with anything you you, you want to find that right fit sure um and and that's where waypoint will come in and i think be able to 
you know, expand their tentacles. They're, they're, they're able to look at people, but man, let, let me put a shout out there for, for ministers looking to be planners. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Carolina would be an incredible place to come and birth or launch a, a new church plant. Amen. Uh, the opportunities are limitless. Like I said, every major city in the state doesn't have a church, you know, cities of a hundred thousand to two, 300,000 people lacking a Christian church there. Wow. Good plea. So tell us about Crossbridge. What's that church like? How's it going? What's got up to there? Well, Crossbridge, we actually started in a house about uh, 20 years ago with 10 people. I wasn't the minister. I was just a member. I was in the military and then went into law enforcement. And actually my goal was we were going to go in 14 years ago. And and when I finished up at Johnson, we were going into the uh, mission field. We wanted oh. to go to Costa Rica. Then God didn't have that plan. So they asked me to do my internship here. The church began to grow. We built our first building, <laughs> 2,400 square feet. Uh, the church began to grow. So we uh, started a second building project. Wow. And uh, lo and behold, the the elders said, hey, you, you need to stay here. We're growing. We're moving forward. We, we think that God's called you here. So I was like, no, God needs to understand. He's called me to Costa Rica right away. And so I'd actually kind of given up a little bit on the Costa Rica dream. And then lo and behold, a year and a half, two years ago, things like, I got it. It's coming. Just need you here for a minute. Yep. So we've been in two building projects. We have another small campus called Life Song down at Lake Marion, about 40 minutes from our location here that we started about eight and a half, nine years ago. Uh, Greg Wilkes is is the campus lead pastor there, okay. and him and I swap pulpits once a month. Oh, interesting! And that seems to have really worked out good. So we kind of work as co ministers for Crossbridge as a whole. So, and we have a military liaison, Josh Taylor, guy who was in Afghanistan, and Iraq, did three tours, I think, in Afghanistan. Wow. Prior captain, infantry, led some uh, missions there, but he handles our military. Uh, folks that come in and out of the church. So that's been great and on board. And we just recently purchased some property in Sumter right across from the Air Force oh, Base, wow. four and a half acres. Uh, the the team was out there working hard this weekend, cleaning it up. Looks beautiful, Dyke. Matter of fact, Dyke came about a little over a year ago and we prayed over that property. Oh, wow. as we were looking at several places to plant so that's exciting. Uh, it looks like in the next uh, 18 months to 24 months, we'll be building on that property. Oh, and it's right across from uh, the Air Force Base and the Army Base. Half of Shaw Field is Army and half of it's Air Force. Oh, wow. So we just really have an opportunity to minister, train up and equip uh, military people and then send them out yeah. as they go forward around the world. That is an awesome mission. and how you're addressing it and, and equipping your own people uh, to serve the the military in that area. That's awesome. Good for you guys. Hey, you, you shared before about an area that you're working on developing uh, personally and how to, you know, kind of cast vision and share this uh, with those around you and in the church and, and with leaders, the, the, um, knowledge versus wisdom. So tell us a little bit about kind of where you're at with that, how that's coming along, how that's developing, how you're sharing that, how you're sharing what you're learning uh, with with knowledge versus wisdom. Well, one thing I, I just being here and identifying and you learn through experience and time mm-hmm. is 
people are searching for knowledge and, and a lot of people come in very well educated, a lot of talent, especially the military folks. I mean, they, they have a background in leadership and supervision and management and, and they're really want to get into the in-depth studies. And that's great. You know, the Bible tells us study to show ourselves approved unto God, Mm -hmm. you know, workmen can rightly divide the word of truth and knowledge is, uh, absolutely imperative to moving forward. And, but one thing I discovered is like people pursue knowledge. We pursue knowledge constantly and information is important, but how do you combine, combine that information, uh, with wisdom, you know, cause one's knowledge is information, but wisdoms, how do you actually use all this information that's available to you. Yeah. And I just think it's a key ingredient in being successful in, in growing churches that, yeah, we want people pursuing knowledge, but you pray, God tells us in James, you pray for wisdom. Uh, and right. he says he gives it generously. You know, God has an endless supply of wisdom. Lord knows I need a lot of wisdom because <laughs> I can do some silly You're gonna things. You're going to need that supply time. to be Amen. endless. <laughs> Amen. But, you know, it, it just really is. We have, a you know, like Waypoint, we got the conferences and Spire and the next level down in Savannah. Mm-hmm. We, you, you know, you get just pumped up and you just get your mind full of all this information. Sure. Um, and, but I know a lot of people that have a lot of information. They're very informative people and knowledge is great, but you still need God's wisdom. How to use the information he's given you. Yeah. So we, we really focus on that going, OK, here's the knowledge. But now how do you apply that? And let's begin to pray because God's the one we want godly wisdom, not all human wisdom. Right. Amen. Right on. So as you're doing that and you and the church are going and learning and following the Lord's leading, what what's next? How do you see the Lord building momentum for you all moving forward? I mean, it sounds like you have a lot going on. We do, but we got some great people around us. uh, uh uh, gentlemen, uh, Christopher and Rosie came in. Christopher's military background. He does diversity training in the in the military. Matter of fact, just uh, was up at the Pentagon and came back from wow. his uh, training that he did up there. But he's helping to set up our church model, kind of like Acts two forty two. And you know, we got section leads and and go team leaders. And wow. uh, he's just been phenomenal in setting all that out. We've been doing the rooted course. Uh, just, oh yeah. Uh, we just sent 15 people, a group of people through that. Uh, it was wonderful. Uh, we also encourage our people to get involved with our camp that we're involved in. So they yeah. have an opportunity to go down there, train and teach and learn and um, setting up some growth apprenticeship tracks for them to stick them with people, say, okay, here, come on, be my assistant, and then turn those ministries over to them. Uh but you know what's next? I tell people, hey, we're just going, and <laughs> sometimes going. God says, just start going, and and I'll open yeah. the doors when you get to that. We got a car show that uh, on our new property. We just bought it in January. Some young man sitting in the rooted classes, you know, because one of the things you do is, is some type of uh, service activity oh, uh, with the team, yeah. with the folks going through the course. And this young man, Josiah, about 21 years old, came up. He said, you know, I've been thinking, but this is a stupid idea. And we're like, no, let, <laughs> let us know. Tell us what's on your we'll mind. Let you know. He came up with this car show on our big property out there. Wow. And it's just, it's, it looks like we're going to have 100 to 120 cars wow. out there on the Ooh. show. 
so all of a sudden this thing just exploded and now we're probably looking at three or 400 people for that event and whatever we bring in, whatever's the folks that donate uh, some funds out there while they're out there, we're going to use that, give it to the church in Fayetteville. George Taylor's up there at Christian church where my son intends oh, yeah. to help the people from Ukraine. Wow. So that's the idea that the team came up and, you know, and, uh, not all, all, all great ideas always come from the leadership. It's whether or not the leadership's willing to listen to ideas. Oh, absolutely. But man, he's taken this with two or three other guys, you know, that are 18 to 30 years old oh, and wow. they are just setting it up and excited about it. And I'm pretty pumped up about yeah. it. Yeah. Using our property, getting our name out there and uh, maybe being able to pull some people in to help us keep this momentum going towards church growth where we're at. Good for you. That that does sound exciting. So as we as we wind down, you, you gave a good plea, and I really appreciate that. And, of course, you know that's my heart as well. So if somebody were to call you, maybe somebody that's listening to this podcast says, hey, God's nudging my heart to maybe plant, and maybe I should consider South Carolina. If they were to call you up, and say, say, Tim, I'm thinking about planting in South Carolina. Um, what advice would you give them to be thinking about and praying about? I would instruct them or, or advise them, I guess, and just, you know, pray hard about it. The advice would be is, you know, any journey is challenging and difficult, I, I, you know, that, that you're going to take on board. Mm-hmm. Um, but really let God lead you. The first thing I would want is, is your heart and passion really uh, coming to South Carolina and mm-hmm. in, in the call that God has on you. Because I believe there's a difference between having a career that you get paid for versus a calling that you're made for. Mm. Um, Amen. But, uh, man, I'd welcome them on board and, mm-hmm. and point them in the direction, any direction, because there are wonderful ministers in the state here. The guys are we're, we're a close knit group, the ministers that are here. And that that's a plus for someone coming in. Yeah. And I just advise them, you know, <laughs> get with you all, get with other organizations that can help you walk through this mm-hmm. process. I'm right. sure most of them go through some type of assessment mm-hmm. uh, to see where they're at, make sure their wife and family are on board with it. Yes. And uh, just come and dig in and let God go to work. Because at yeah. the end of the day, what I tell everybody in my experience, because when I started, I didn't have a clue <laughs> how to grow a church. Uh, God adds the increase. So yeah. besides all the silly, crazy, uh, wrong, dumb things, stuff I've done in the past, if God's behind it, it's going to happen. And, uh, and and I just Amen. let them know that I think sometimes we hold ourselves so accountable that or we think in our minds that we can get this done. And if we do this, the plans and the programs we put in place, which those are tools and it's important. But God adds the increase. Absolutely. Make sure God's in the middle of everything you're doing, because if you put, you know, get pass the baton to him, he's going to help you along the way. We have our responsibility to do what we can and doing more isn't always better. Yeah, I tell people just do more with with what you have, you know. Yeah. More more isn't always better, but better is better. And that's what we're trying to do over here is just take what we've had and uh improve on that. And when God begins to open up more opportunities, uh 
then we'll jump on that and hopefully we'll have people prepared to do that. But uh, church planning is, is a great calling and it's challenging, but man, my advice is remember God adds the increase, no matter how smart or sharp we think we are. God's the one that's going to add that increase. Yeah. Amen. That is a good word. Tim, thank you so much for joining us on the Waypoint Podcast. It's been great talking with you. Yes. Thank you. God bless. Godspeed. Take care. We love to help church leaders get on mission and stay on mission. So Waypoint focuses two primary areas, come alongside established churches and then partner to establish new churches. Remember when you did that? I did it again. <laughs> very clever. Because you what said is it. Also, <laughs> right. Thank you very much. <laughs> we also think what's clever is all of the amazing free content that we provide for those established churches, which can be found on Waypoint's YouTube page. Yes, that's right. So Waypoint 55 webinars. They're organized with pretty helpful playlists, if I do say so myself. Just go to Waypoint Church Partners on YouTube. You'll see the different content categories. And while you're there, you should also subscribe. Oh, yeah. If you haven't already done that, absolutely. And while you're there, you can choose whatever category best serves your needs. There's everything from youth and children's to missions and elders. There are webinars covering leader care, prayer, hospitality ministry. One of the most recent ones that was just uploaded is the Rediscovering Disciple Making for Your Church. It was a really good one. There's three different pastors from the region. Very good stuff. Good stuff. We are so excited also for Waypoint to join what God is doing in South Carolina. Yes. So if you too are taking an interest in partnering with new church work there, Simply go to iplantchurches.com to become a supporting partner. You can partner through prayer, one-time gift, or regular giving. Your partnership at iplantchurches.com literally makes an eternal difference. You can also find us on Facebook or Instagram. To all our ministry partners out there, God bless. Make good choices.